All right. Welcome in, boys. Uh, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic. We're quarantined. We're a little bored. So we're giving you some content. We'll see we'll see where it goes. See if it's good or not. No idea. We'll, I'm we'll a see. lot bored. I'll just say that. You're a lot bored. I'm a lot bored. I have two you're, kids and I'm a lot uh, bored. Tanner's a college kid on spring break. A very extended yeah. spring break. Well, I still have classes, but online. And I'm going to be very bored. But fantasy football, get me through. Right. Just thinking if it was regular season. Offseason just is good. Anyway, welcome in. Got another episode for you. First thing we want to cover, got a new member. Uh, what was that? A couple weeks ago now. Tyler Brock, he's the dad of Carter Brock, who's uh, an original member of this league. Uh, we don't know a ton about him. I think I met him one time at a, at a Dort soccer game number of years ago um we know he's carter's dad obviously uh according to his facebook page he's the director of lab services at siouxland direct district health department sounds impressive i'm not gonna lie i don't know a ton of what that means but it sounds very important sounds very important could be really busy right now i would think so uh we know I know he's a big Steelers fan. Beyond that, not. I don't know a ton about him, but good to have him in the league. Good to have another active member with us. Uh, so welcome, Tyler. And uh, next thing we want to cover, there's a whole lot of a lot of frenzy that went on right away, day before the league year opened, and then the day after. Uh, lots of free agent signings and trades, which I feel like we don't see a ton of in the NFL, but we've seen it all. Um, Tanner, I don't know if you want to start with your list that you've got. There's just a bunch of them. Some of them a lot more important than others, obviously, but why don't we get into it? Yeah, so these are all just the fantasy-relevant signings for the most part. Uh, Obviously, yeah, some of them are more relevant than others um and we'll get right into it because there are a lot of them we'll try and get through them as quick as we can because we don't want to be spending all night recording this and spend your whole day listening to it uh but uh before free agency even started ryan Tannehill got his new deal four years 118 million dollars and that is the bag that is a lot of money for a guy with one year of production but hey, he's he, I guess he deserved it. He was he had really good numbers this year. And that also allowed them to put the tag on Derrick Henry, which is pretty big for them as a team because that was kind of their whole offense. Their offense revolved around that run game with Henry and Tannehill being able to be a good game manager. So a lot of money for Tannehill. Any thoughts on that one? Not really. It just kind of solidified your one of your quarterbacks for fantasy football though. Yeah, that's right. That's always kind of nice. In a super flex league, definitely helps a lot to have another solid quarterback. Yeah, and who is, uh, like, I think I even dropped him. Like, that's how you picked him up, I think. Yeah, (laughs) you did. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I mean, he was a question mark. Is he going to be their future? And now, obviously, four years, 118 million, he's going to be their future. Yeah. Well, we saw how much he impacted A.J. Brown last year, so that should be fun to watch develop into the future. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll just go on from that one. After that, mm-hmm. um, again, before free, free agency started, Devonta Freeman was cut. He is now on the street, doesn't have a team. Uh, he's to this to this day on Sunday night. He still doesn't have a new contract, so that's one we're still kind of watching. And then uh, before we started, one a couple more things were the franchise tags that went out. Uh, Hunter Henry got one. Derek Henry, of course, we cut, we just talked about that. Dak Prescott got a got a franchise tag. AJ Green and Kenyon Drake with a transition tag. Um, any of those that you guys want to go over? Kenyon Drake, that one really excites me. I so I own a share of him in a different league, and I really wasn't sure what they were going to do, if they were going to give him the job, if they are going to bring in a guy, bring in two guys. And I mean, we still got the draft in front of us, but they put the transition tag on him, which basically, from what I understood, from their perspective, it, you pretty much need to give him the job. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. they're not going to pay him to take half a load with mm-hmm. that tag. Well, yeah, $8.5 million is pretty significant for a running back right now. Yeah. Um, so they and they also, you know, we're, we'll get over we'll go over the David Johnson fiasco later. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that was that was a I was very happy with that because I own Kenyon Drake in this league. Um, PPR. And when he was when he was playing it last year for the Cardinals, he was a top twelve back. So if he is their full time starter, you can assume that I, I I think it's fair to assume that he will be in the top twelve running backs this year at least he literally won the league for me last year so yeah i traded with tanner for him because i knew he was going to be a question mark coming into the year and kind of rolled the dice and obviously worked out for tanner so far means that he's going to be their starter and then david johnson obviously we'll talk about him in a little bit but getting Kenyon drake for being their stud now it's got to feel good for tanner that's right uh, another another tag that we'll I'll talk about quickly is Dak Prescott that allowed them to go get Amari Cooper, or I suppose it forced them to go get Amari Cooper, I should say, because they weren't able to tag Amari Cooper. But I gotta think that they got to get him on a long term deal. If I'm Dak Prescott, I don't have a ton of motivation to go play because like they they definitely need you. Cooper Rush is not going to win them anything, so. They're going to have to find a way to sign Dak Prescott. So, Anything else on those guys? I'm not surprised that they tagged him just for the sake of being able to re-sign Zeke and Cooper. But, I mean, the guy turned down, what, $34 million a year? Yep, he turned down an offer where it was 33 And then they sent another offer that, I guess, went into oblivion. We never heard about it. But then he took the tag. So, Yeah, and he signed it, didn't he? The tag, yes. He signed the tag. Uh, so that but... kind of leads me to believe he's going to be okay with playing this year and then saying next year he's going to get a contract no matter who pays him. Maybe. Maybe that's what he'll do. Uh, we'll move on here. Uh, the first big, or not even the first big signing, it was the first signing of free agency was Austin Hooper going to Cleveland on a four-year, $44 million deal. Plenty of implications with that deal. It's a lot of money for a tight end. It's the highest paid. He is now the highest paid tight end in the NFL um, on an offense that is going to run. 
guys feel about how you guys feel about Hooper to the Browns? I was really surprised by it at first, just because you kept hearing about the Bears and the Packers, and is he going to go back to Atlanta? And then all of a sudden, it was like Cleveland. He signed in Cleveland. Like, he hadn't even heard anything about that. And then at first, I was like, well, there goes David Njoku. Mm, that was my first thought. And what's his what's his ceiling now in an offense with OBJ, Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Njoku behind him? But I, I honestly think he'll be fine in there. In terms of Hooper, you mean? Yeah, Hooper. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I always thought he benefited a little bit from games game script in Atlanta and playing in that dome, but I think he I think he I think he benefited a lot from first off it's a good offensive passing system. Um right. Cutter has his problems with the run game, which is do- well documented. Uh but they were able to he has Julio and Calvin Ridley on the outside. And yeah. uh, Calvin Ridley isn't necessarily like a top, you know, like a top eight fantasy receiver or top ten fantasy receiver. He's a very valuable football piece because he gets a lot of coverage because he's a really good route runner. So that was able, I think that was able to allow Austin Hooper to get like you know a lot more looks over the middle of the field because they had to put so much attention on the outside to Julio and Calvary Lee. So I think I think somebody that's gonna benefit is obviously Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's I mean, just it's another weapon. Another for weapon for him to to use and somebody who's gonna catch a lot of balls and. He's not going to drop a lot of balls, and he'll really help out Baker Mayfield. He'll probably become one of the, kind of a comfort zone for Baker when he's on the run. Probably be a little bit of a safety net. Yeah, for sure. And he's also got OBJ and Landry to help a little bit on the outsides, like Julio and Ridley did for the right. Falcons. Right, right. That's that's true. Um, okay, all right. We'll keep moving on here. Uh, next is the trade. And that is how I have it written out in the docket because it is the trade. The trade. This is honestly, this is probably the worst trade <laughs> I can ever think of. At least it, it'll oh. probably go down as one of the worst trades of all time. I, the, this is horrible. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is pretty bad. So Houston, this is the this is the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Houston gets David Johnson, a 2020 <laughs> second round pick. Which I believe is going to be what, like thirty-eight, because they're yeah, it'll be a good what pick. Is it? forty. I think it'd be forty. But I mean, but you're giving it okay. But then you, I also give get Houston also gets a twenty twenty-one fourth round pick, and now Arizona gets DeAndre Hopkins and a twenty twenty fourth round pick. <laughs> Can I tell a quick story before? before I don't you even. I've heard so many people break this down already. It's just it's it's so bad because David Johnson is on such a bad contract, and they like I was hearing so much about Arizona not wanting that contract, of course, and to get it off their books, they're probably gonna have to give up a pick just to just to get rid of David Johnson's contract, the old Brock Osweiler trade trick, um, and then Houston goes and gives up DeAndre Hopkins for it. Oh, and I was just, it was incredible. Just because they weren't going to be able to re-sign him. Yep. Or whatever. <laughs> but he's still, had, he's still under contract for three years. Yeah. So, 
Oh my goodness. It's so just, can, it's I, so... can I tell a story about this trade? Yes, absolutely. So, so before we get too deep into this, I heard this trade come through and shortly after I texted your dad because in our fantasy football league, your dad owns DeAndre Hopkins and I own David Johnson. And I said, well, if it works in real life, can it work in fantasy football too? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think he sent back something to the effect of, I think this trade proves that either one of us could run an NFL team because we both know it's ridiculous. Pretty oh close. my goodness! I I could yep. not believe it. That I, yeah, give, it all... the kicker for me is the second round pick. Yeah, like why? They're DeAndre Hopkins is obviously the biggest piece in this trade. Why are why are they getting? Why is Houston getting David Johnson? Twenty twenty. I just am. I'm just blown away. The kicker for me was the was the was Houston giving up another fourth round selection this year. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You can get a good player in the fourth round. We'll give you fourth round pick. Like the the, Houston is only moving back, or Arizona is only moving back two rounds to get DeAndre Hopkins. I know, and a bad contract off their books. It's mind incredible. It is incredible. How. I feel like the, Bill O'Brien is. the notorious bad trade that everybody talks about was the Herschel Walker trade. Yep. Right. And I didn't actually know how bad this was, so I went and looked it up. And I'm going to read the return real quick. I mean, there's... Picks galore. A few picks here and there that don't make a huge difference. So the Vikings get, got Herschel Walker, third-round pick here, 10th-round pick there. And the Vikings gave up. A 1990 first round pick, a 1990 second round pick, a 1990 sixth round pick, a 1991 first, second, a 1992 first, second, oh my god, and third. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's not quite what? on that level, but to be on that, they're. Oh, I just don't get it. There had to have been something behind the scenes that somebody didn't know. Well, the other thing that's fascinating uh-huh. is like. They could have had Melvin Gordon. They could obviously after in hindsight's twenty twenty. They could have had Todd Gurley. Right. And they, they, they could have giving up Andre Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, it blows my mind. I don't think anybody's hey. ever going to know besides Bill O'Brien. So. No. <laughs> immediately, my thought. Immediately, my thought right after was, remember in July when they decided not to hire a GM for 2019. Yeah. And then in December again, they decided not to hire a GM for 2020 because Bill O'Brien was like, nah, don't worry. I got this. I got this. <laughs> he does. He's like, I've got played this. before. <laughs> yeah. The computer takes trades once in a while. It'll probably work. Yeah, he definitely yeah, plays trade... with a forced trade on. Right. This trade on Madden wouldn't even get close to going through. I no, played a lot of Madden. No. <laughs> and the other thing is, I own Will Fuller, and I was kind of excited, to be honest. And I own David Johnson. And so I was kind of excited because Will Fuller kind of becomes their number one unless they draft somebody, which they probably will. I would hope so. And then, but he becomes their number one right now as we speak. Will Fuller is their number one wide receiver. 
And David Johnson obviously becomes probably the number one back in Houston if they're giving up that much. So for my own fantasy football team, I was kind of happy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense that, for you. That whole Houston offense just took a just like a leap and a bound backwards. Oh, oh huge. Because yeah. they had a hole. They had a hole at running back. But there was a large free agent market. And it was getting kind of cheap. So they could have, I mean, they could have had Todd Gurley for free and kept DeAndre Hopkins. They could still so like, have Devonta Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. But so like if they could have added Todd Gurley to that offense, they're, they're a great offense, but they gave up DeAndre Hopkins and now the running back is David Johnson. And like Derek, I know you have David Johnson, but there was a play that they, when they played the Bucks this year, I don't know what I don't know if he thought the play was dead or something, but if he was actually trying, oh my gosh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you have seen that video. But he like tried to get to the edge, got like halfway there, and was like, "Oh crap, I'm we're gonna have that offense might is gonna be in a lot of trouble." Right, I think it hurts Deshaun Watson immensely. I do. It is unfortunate because he's he's such an exciting player to watch yes so I, I love Deshaun can, Watson I don't also Robbie Anderson is still out there what are they doing yeah they brought in well, Randall they, Cobb yeah. yeah brought in Randall Cobb for nine million dollars a year my goodness they're Just gonna end up to Robbie Anderson. <laughs> if they bring in Robbie Anderson right now they could pay him less than what they paid Randall Cobb yep. guaranteed probably probably although Robbie Anderson just tweeted out a couple of days ago like the key is patience or something. I don't know exactly what it's like, but well, see, I've always thought he's a little bit of a head case, so I kind of wanted to avoid him. But get him in the right offense, he could, I'm sure he'd be good. He is fast. He is fast. All right, all right. We'll move on from that yeah. one. That one <laughs> took the most time, but that was warranted because oh. that was well worth talking about. All right, the next one was Blake Jarwin. Four years, $24 million to the Dallas Cowboys. That was just a re-signing. He got a new deal. Um, this is kind of an underrated one. A lot of a lot of leagues, He's on the, he was on the wire, not in ours. I'm pretty sure Zach has him in this league. Um, kind of an underrated signing. They don't have Witt anymore. He's right now, Jarwin will be their top tight end. And you got to think the history of the Dallas Cowboys says they use a tight end quite a bit. I know it changes a little bit now with... A different coaching staff, but I, Mike McCarthy likes to use a tight end too. So this yeah. is kind of an underrated signing. Not a ton, not a ton to dive into about taking away from anybody else because he's not going to be a high volume guy. Um, <clears throat> anything else to say about him? No, I think we can pretty well go over him. All right. Next one was the Hayden Hurst trade. This was kind of this, this happened like. You know, a couple hours after the DeAndre Hopkins trade, right? And the specifics of this trade, uh, Atlanta gets Hayden Hurst and a fourth-round pick this year, and Baltimore gets a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. So if you're you're a Texans fan and you just gave up DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick, you're seeing this trade, and it's it's just salt in a wound because... Yes. Because Atlanta just gave up a second round pick to get Hayden Hurst when you just gave up a second round, or you got, you gave up DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick. 
and <laughs> yeah i would just i i would just want to go and like lay in bed and sleep for about four days like i just right <laughs> i would be so just disappointed in that and make sure uh give them a call just make sure they're doing all right they're probably not period probably still not they probably won't could, yeah. Well, they're all they're all a, stuck at home. They can't do anything. Right. True. And they lost DeAndre. All you can, and all you can think about is football because there's no other sports going on. Actually, I saw on ESPN yeah. the Ocho today they had professional arm wrestling. Yes, I did see that. True. It did happen. Hey, touching. That's that's not not safe. I think it was an older episode, fortunately. Oh, good. Social distance people. And you guys, and if you're in Houston, you're probably an Astros fan. Rough. What a a disaster in Houston. Oh my goodness. Well, should we keep going? Yep. Uh, Do we want to go over the impact of Hurst at all? I think it affects him. I mean, it can't hurt him. No, I think it elevates him a good amount. I think the upside is somewhere around Austin Hooper. You got to think because people were high on him coming into the NFL, and then he got yeah, in an office that was... didn't throw the ball. No, he uh, he he was definitely in a tough position because he was taken in the first round, but he was also like 25 when he got drafted because he went to the MLB first. So then he got drafted like 25, but then they took Mark Andrews, I think, in the third round. I think that's what it was like. Uh, but Mark Andrews took over that job pretty quickly. And then, uh, yeah, Hayden Hurst kind of became an afterthought. But in Atlanta, the like I talked about earlier, Julio and Calvin Ridley get a lot of double teams, and this could be good news for Hayden Hurst. He could be not only relevant, he could be very relevant. Yeah, I'd say the floor is somewhere where he was at in Baltimore, obviously, but the ceiling is obviously much higher. Yeah. He becomes an exciting prospect again. Yeah. I don't think it really affects Julio or Ridley much at all. No. Matt Ryan kind of stays the same because the offense stays the same for Matt Ryan. Um, so we'll keep we'll keep chugging along here. The next signing, uh, Case Keenum, three years, $18 million to the Cleveland Browns. The only thing I took away from this was that Baker Mayfield could be on a shorter leash because that is a decent amount of money for a backup. I think the, I think the Vikings re-signed Mannion for like two and a half million a year or something. So six million to a backup quarterback is significant. So, to be fair, he, he's proven that he is one of the league's best backups. He is, yes. And he's but, probably one of Stefanski's guys. Yeah, but the, the Browns... That's true. I guess I didn't even think about Stefanski, but he was my. That was my immediate thought was Stefanski just going to get his guy. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably true. But still, even if Baker Mayfield were to struggle, he could, like, if he was that bad enough, you never know. That's a good amount of money to a back quarterback. Uh, The next, the next one, uh, Jimmy Graham, two years, sixteen million to the Bears, and uh, I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. That blew my that. Yeah, I do not get it. That's no, that's a lot of money to a guy that was not good last year. He wasn't only he wasn't only not productive. He wasn't good. He had no. some some bad drops, and yeah. Aaron Rodgers was 
kind of kind of fed up with him. Um, so this is very shocking. I'm okay with it because I don't like the Bears. So especially being in our division. So you know, go ahead, Bears. Keep making some weird weird decisions. We have another one coming up in a little bit. Uh, the yeah. next one was Marcus Mariota. Uh, the contract I could not find. The Raiders were kind of they didn't really put out a ton about their contracts. Uh, but he went to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost got that wrong when I wrote this in. Uh, and he is now the backup to Derek Carr. We'll see how the season plays out. This is also a high-profile backup that Derek Carr is not. He's not. Uh, he's not. He doesn't have a safe job right now because he's he's not obviously a guy that's just going to light up the league and just. Have it like he's not gonna be unaffected by competition. So, Marcus Mariota could push for that starting job. Well, that would be interesting to see. Mayock had Mariota as number one quarterback in 2015 when he was drafted number two. So, Mayock clearly liked him. Uh, any thoughts on Mariota, guys? I I think that's another one of those short leash signings, kind of like you said. Mariota, Mariota will push. Derek Carr a little bit, but if Carr struggles, it would not surprise me if they thrust Mariota into the job. Especially if right, they especially. Lose, they lose a couple games early, he throws a couple picks, and then you're you're, right. you're moving to Las Vegas. I don't know. It, I don't think it, they're not going to stick with Carr for long if he struggles. Yeah, I, they're clearly not 100% bought into Derek Carr because they were in the Tom Brady talks to like they yeah. were going after Tom Brady so they weren't just like oh we're good with Derek Carr even though that's what they said and they signed Mariota so I honestly think the move to Vegas played a small part in this agreed because I feel like if you're you're on the move you're moving to a new city Vegas is it's all the lights it's flashy Derek Carr is not a flashy guy you look at a guy like Marcus Mariota did not do well in Tennessee but you look at the future Prototype of quarterbacks. Should have just signed Jameis. Yeah, big arms. They can <laughs> run, and that's that's Mariota. If he can figure it out in his head, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see. Move on from that one. The next one was the one that kind of broke my heart a little bit. Uh, I shed a shed a might have shed a tear. I don't know. You'll never know. Uh, Stephon Diggs getting traded away from Minnesota to Buffalo. Uh, in this trade, Buffalo got Stephon Diggs and our seventh round pick, and Minnesota gets they get a lot. They get a first round pick that that's a 20, 22nd selection this year. Uh, they got a twenty twenty fifth, a twenty twenty sixth, and a twenty twenty one fourth. It's obviously a very good return. A lot of people. That I've listened to, they think that the, the that the Bills really opened up the bag for Stephon Diggs, and I, as a Vikings fan, I'm okay with the return with as many needs as we have on the team. And he, like, you know, I love Diggs, but he didn't he didn't really fit what we were trying to do, I guess. Agreed. I, I agree as well. But and going back to the worst trade of all time that we talked about earlier. And seeing the return that we get for Diggs, <laughs> a first round pick, and they like, man, those poor Houston fans. But yeah. <laughs> basically, right. got the return of two DeAndre Hopkins at that point. Really good, right? But at the same time, I mean, 
fantasy football wise, this is this is a fantasy football podcast. Um, I own Adam Thielen, so if he becomes our number one, that that was a little bit of a silver lining, I guess, because I also had a, I have a Diggs jersey, and I was all excited when they signed him to an extension. Went and bought a jersey. I was like, I bought a jersey like a month ago. Yeah, it was only good for like a year, so <laughs> that sucks. But you know, and I'll, and I'll Diggs, and he'll always hold a special place in my heart for, with the Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah, yeah. always you know, making history. That's kind of what I said too. I was like, I mean, we're all Vikings fans, at least talking here, and we're not real old, but we've seen enough heartbreak and not enough good things. Yes, like the Minneapolis Miracle was the first moment in like in my Vikings memory like that was the one time that it was like it's our time yep and not that that play was just digs but what he represented and what he the direction that he got this team going in terms of their offense it definitely meant a lot to their whole entire offense and the fan base he was good with the fans fans loved him but you know I I hate to say it but he's really starting to become a squeaky wheel. And I, I really hope he does not end up down the same path as, say, an Antonio Brown. That is yeah, an extreme case. That's an obviously. I hope he doesn't get that case. bad. But yeah. You know, the ballers, Jason Moore the other day was like, yeah, he's about as squeaky as a wheel as you can get as, once now that Antonio Brown's out of the league. So, yeah. It's, well, I mean, if he's going to force his way out and we can get that kind of a return. I'm I'm all right with it as a Vikings fan. You know what I saw that kind of cracked me up a little bit. So he was he was not happy with Kirk Cousins' accuracy last year, right? Right. Did not like. Cousins is one of the most accurate guys. So he ends up in Buffalo, and I saw a video. (laughs) I think Josh Allen's deep ball accuracy was 16 percent last year, and they just showed one after another. He just chucking it out there, overthrows a guy by like 15 yards. It's like. Oh man, Diggs is gonna last like a month. Yeah. And he's gonna request another yeah. trade. Yep. Right. He. I mean, Josh Allen has a couple had a couple of dimes that were really good throws, but so did Kirk Cousins. Like he was. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is a very accurate quarterback. Yeah, they were so, almost on complete opposite ends of the rankings. So yeah, I don't. Diggs can go have have fun in uh, Buffalo. Yeah, I I do not see that going well from Diggs' standpoint. He he should be okay fantasy wise. I think. He becomes a little bit more of a boom bust than with the Vikings. Yeah, yep, I would agree with that. But I think he should be okay. But personality-wise, in a fit with the Bills, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Other fantasy impact on this trade: John Brown, Cole Beasley, the Bills receivers. They're obviously going to take a pretty big dip, I think, because they're a run-first team. Uh, I expect them to add another running back to Singletary at some point and they're going to be they want to pound the rock um, so they don't have a ton of passing volume and Diggs is going to command a lot of it assuming yes. I'm yeah. assuming yeah um, if he doesn't he'll make and, sure he does <laughs> right and John Brown I mean he was he was good but he wasn't like a he wasn't a, actually I don't he was like top 20 last this year I think but I think he takes a pretty big dip. 
he he's oh. a guy that was always, was always just a prospect with Arizona and then Baltimore. Like he was fairly highly regarded coming out of college into Arizona. He was kind of that same deep ball threat. He was fast. Yeah, he was a speedster. Yeah, and then last year I think he kind of benefited from kind of the Brashad Perryman deal in in Tampa Bay. There's just nobody else. It was him, Cole yeah. Beasley. He had, and that that was he had a good budget. year. Yeah, and he had a lot of good plays. Where I mean, you go, you look at him, and you go, oh, oh John Brown, right? Yeah, looking, looking pretty good out there. But even with with Stephon Diggs, I think he's gonna have a hard time getting that volume back. And Beasley, Beasley, I he might stay consistent because Beasley is Beasley. He's gonna stay over the middle of the field, catches eight yard passes, and get upfield for twelve. Couple times a game. Yeah. So, um, also in here I have Beasy Baby, Old Beasy Johnson. He, you never know. <laughs> I picked him up on waivers because you never know if we're gonna actually add somebody. Yeah. He looked alright a couple times last year. Immediately when he started playing, I was like, oh dang, we might have something in him. Um, but we're did, probably going to address it. Did you but spend if we don't, fob? Did you spend any fob on him? Probably, I, I think that. I spent. I think I, I spent five on most of the guys I picked up this year. I went in there and looked to see if he was available. That was like a day later, and uh, sorry, my kids are coming in. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I looked a day later and I was gonna pick him up too because I thought the same thing after Diggs was gone, and then I had seen that you had picked him up the day before or something. I was like, oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me what something Tanner would do. Yep. I was happy I got him because I, I, I forgot to do it for a day. And then I was like, oh, shoot. Go go put the claim in. Yep. And I got him. Yep. That was smart. We'll All move right. on now move from on. that trade. Uh, we'll try and get through these a little bit quicker. We got Amari Cooper, five-year, $100 million deal. Nothing really changes there for Amari Cooper. He got his money, stays in the same situation, in the same offense. Did you see the specifics of that one? Yeah, five-year, $20 million each year. Each year. Straight and up. I think there's a, some bonus that was exactly $10 million. <laughs> it was yep, it was it was a signing bonus like this year. So yeah. a sign, like a signing bonus this year, $10 million, whatever, $20 million every year, every other year. They were all even numbers. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Moving on, Randall Cobb. Got a three-year, $27 million deal from the Texans. We already touched on this a little bit. A lot of money for a guy that, you know, he's aging. And they just trade away their best player. So you kind of scratch your head a little bit as why, if you wanted to pay Randall Cobb. Just pay your guy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he could have some value there. They already have, like, three slot guys there now. Yeah. With him and Kiki and Stills all traditionally play out of the slot. So we'll see how that one plays out. And he he's been pretty injury prone too in his career. So now they got right glass got hamstring Fuller. Fuller. They got yeah. Kiki QT who hasn't spent a full year. They got Randall Cobb. Kenny Stills has been fairly healthy, but yeah. yeah. Not to the... mention Bill O'Brien doesn't like Kiki QT. So yeah. All of a sudden, I have like a whole bunch of Houston's offense on my team. I have Randall you Cobb. Do. I have Will Fuller. <laughs> And I have David Jones. Stills too. I did have him at one time, but I don't have him anymore. Oh, but I just go get Watson. I know I had go get Watson. Yeah, complete the full pack. Yeah, Bob, if you're listening to this, what do you want for Deshaun? (laughs) All right. 
<laughs> Drew Brees. All right. Yeah, we'll move on get, to Drew Brees here. Get paid. Thank goodness. Good I, you guys, I would have been in a, a deep problems <laughs> if I if Drew Brees retired. Hey, you got Taysom Hill. That's true. He's, he's throwing not, eight career passes. He's, he's not Drew Brees. Oh my goodness, if I would have lost Jameis and him in the same year after both of them basically won me a championship, I would have been Kyle Allen. I would have been screwed. <laughs> Kyle Allen's like a number three right now. Yeah. With the next time you talk about. I had another I had another league that I was just like you. I had Winston and Breeze when I was in the championship. And it was I mean, this is a league that I like had to build for a while to get to the championship. And I had a stud team. And I was very happy to see Drew Brees signing. I don't, still don't have James signed, but I still have Darnold that team. Um, we'll move on here. Not a ton of implications with the Drew Brees deal. The next one is Teddy Bridgewater. Got a three-year, $63 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. That's a lot of money for a backup. Teddy, congrats to Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, That's all I got to say. Teddy. Yeah, congrats to Teddy Bridgewater. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, after everything he's been through, oh, just made me love so No matter what team he ended up with, that, yeah, just glad to see it. Me too. That was my first thought. I was like, good for Teddy, and he was such a fan favorite here. I mean, I still wish he would be here because I thought he was awesome. I he wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but he was just such a good guy. Yeah, you kind of wonder if he hadn't gotten hurt, how he might have developed here. Yeah, but could have been fun. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Well, guys, I got to get my kiddos to bed, so. All right. Nice, All right. Nice to join us. You guys. All right. See ya. All right. Fantasy implications. Fantasy implications. When I, when I saw this out on Twitter, I put out, I was like, oh, man. We thought Christian McCaffrey caught a lot of passes last year. Is it legal for a running back to break the receptions record? Yeah. Because Teddy Bridgewater Teddy. could be called Teddy Checkdown. Pretty as much cool. as he checks down. It's like he's out there on third and eight, third and ten, and you're like, hey, Teddy, we need ten yards. He's like, okay. Hike two yards on the field, check down. Where's he Camara? checks down so much. <laughs> right. That's what it was last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think McCaffrey will definitely stay uh, even or more with uh, his receptions total somehow hopefully he can uh, I, I kind of wonder if they'll try and figure out a way to keep him a little more fresh because maybe I mean he bulked maybe up this year more see. again but we'll see with the new if, with the new contract because he is he is available he is eligible for an extension so okay. if he decides I'm not going to play without an extension, they could limit his workload because they're not going to be just like, okay, we're going to run you to the ground and then see you. Yeah. Um, so they, we'll, we'll see with that. There are a couple of running backs that I've actually thought would look pretty good with them. Uh, I thought Jermichael Hasty would look pretty good with them because he's kind of a jittery, bursty back with still some power. Look all right at trying to catch passes in that offense. Um but yeah, we also got DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel implications here. Uh, DJ Moore, I think, is going to stay pretty, pretty consistent here. He yeah. last year he went through Cam and Kyle Allen, and was there a third guy? 
No. It was just two of them. Yeah. But he, he went through both of those two and was still very relevant. And he was in the, the top 10 guard. So I don't expect him to lose Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Curtis Samuel, four went out for him. I don't think he's... I don't know how if uh, he's going to be able to... He didn't have a great year to start with playing yeah. with Kyle Allen, which you can't... I guess you can't really, like, knock him for not having a great year with Kyle Allen, because Kyle Allen is Kyle Allen. Um, but he's kind of more of that downfield threat a little bit. Yeah. He's not huge, but he kind of stretches the field a little more. The big thing with him that everybody was talking about last year and for improvement was that he didn't have any catchable deep deep targets. Like, Kyle Allen was very inaccurate on them. But the thing about that is that Teddy doesn't force the ball downfield. Yeah. So we'll we'll see on that. I I I can't expect too much from Curtis Samuel. Uh, your thoughts on that? Pretty similar. I I don't think it helps Samuel. I I think it would hurt him more than help him if anything. Because yeah, I mean we saw Teddy in Minnesota and, and last year in New Orleans. He just is not. He's not an aired it out guy. He's a possession quarterback. He is a field, he's a game manager and he does it pretty well. So yeah. you can't really be like, Teddy, come on, push the ball down the field. You can do it because he won games last year. And it's not like that New Orleans defense was like incredible. So him winning those games wasn't really a fluke. He had Michael Thomas to throw the ball to. So, I mean, if you're in a situation, you're always like, oh, Mike, here you go. Chuck the ball on the field. Tim. He'll probably catch it. Uh, but he's got DJ Moore, who is a good receiver and good at separating. So he could probably get some nice throwing windows out there for DJ Moore. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. Uh, we'll move on here. The next one is Jordan Howard, two-year, $10 million deal with the Dolphins. Uh, it's a it's a good signing. I think the Dolphins did a, got a good contract here for a guy like Jordan Howard, who has kind of been tossed out by the league several times, but has always been productive. Uh, but I don't think it's the end for the Dolphins. Obviously, I don't. They, they're going to add a running back in the draft, I assume. Because, yeah. um, you know, as many, whoever's out there, that's a Jordan Howard truther. I, I don't think he's going to be a lead back on this offense. Um, yeah. So we'll just kind of glass over that one, too. Keep it, keep it rolling here. We, the next one was Jason Witten. One year, $4 million deal with the Raiders. Could uh, be uh, 4.75. Uh, this one, yes, for you, TJ, especially, because you own him. Uh, I thought I I thought I had a diamond in the rough. I really thought I did. Foster Morrow, he, what did he have last year? Maybe 10 catches, but he had like six touchdowns. He had five touchdowns. <laughs> He didn't have but, any catches, but he had five touchdowns. He He's... I liked Foster Murray. I really did. Yeah, I did too. He looked good. Mm-hmm. He, had, I mean, he was athletic. He was balanced, big hands, ability to go after the catch. And they drafted him too, which was important because they didn't draft Darren Waller. I think they drafted Foster Moreau to kind of play that Darren Waller role. And then yeah. Darren Waller showed up and was a beast. So they're like, oh, let's, let's use this guy. Wow. So, and the the track for tight ends is usually 
they say roughly three years average. So he's still a year or two out from that. So I honestly, True. I don't Whitten think he's on a one year deal. And Witten is like, I don't even know how old he is, but he's already been an ESPN commentator. So 40, like 52. I don't know. So could be in his 80s. He looks like it. I don't think it, it kills Foster Morrow. It just kind of is a bummer because now he turns into a a full-time stash instead of a, hey, I'll, I could maybe throw him in there for a week or two in a in a pinch. But yeah, I think now he's, he's definitely just a wait-and-see guy. But to be fair, he had a fairly bad knee injury, and it was a lot worse than they led people to believe right away. So I, there was talk that he might even miss at least part of this year to begin with. So, I mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense for the Raiders just to bring in a veteran guy, just a leader. But, yeah. Yeah. Still didn't get it when it first came out. Yeah, well, he'd be a guy that you would love to have on a taxi squad right now. But we don't have one in this league, so. Yeah. <clears throat> to the IR. Put on. Yeah. yeah, if he hits it. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Phillip Rivers to the Colts. One year, $25 million. It's kind of interesting because all three of these A's quarterbacks got $25 million a year. All, all, all three of them. Brees <laughs> got two years, $50 million. Brady got two years, $50 million. Phillip Rivers got one year, $25 million. How so, is it that the youngest one of all of them gets I don't, one year? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was the why everybody got the same amount of money. It, I like. It's not that I'm just like, how dare they? I just think it's really weird coincidental. Um. But yeah, we'll break that break this down a little bit. Philip Rivers. I don't know who owns him in this league. I think it's Carter. I don't know. Sounds right. Um. Impact on his guys. Everybody wants to start throwing out Naheem Hines right away because. Austin Eckler had a million yeah. catches last year. Uh, but I don't... We'll see. I think... I don't think Frank Reich is going to be like, oh, we're going to bring in our aged quarterback, so we're going to fit our system to him. I think Frank Reich is a really good offensive mind in the NFL, and he's going to make Phillip Rivers run his offense. Yeah. And I've always had that been kind of a Rivers fan. I don't really know why, but I liked him in in San Diego. I liked him in Los Angeles, and I he's a family man. You know, he's got like eleven kids. <laughs> yeah, he's Did breaking protocol by have by being in his home right now. Did you see the video on Twitter when he was like saying, "Hey, Colts fans," <laughs> he was in his bathroom. Oh, I I didn't watch it, but I saw it. And people were like, "Well, yeah, he's got like Pooping? ten kids. <laughs> the only quiet place." That's true. Oh, that cracked me up. Um, it's more impact. I mean, I think the biggest guy here is probably gonna be Marlon Mack, because I don't know that they're gonna just throw out Naeem Hines out there because he best profiles to Austin Eckler. I think Marlon Mack just might get some more catches. Because, like, they're not going to just sub in Naeem Hines in a checkdown situation because he's more like Eckler. Marlon Mack can catch the ball. So I think it'll elevate him a little bit. Um, 
In terms of them yeah. moving the ball, to be a lot smarter to let Marlon Mack catch some passes than just bring in Naheem Hines and be like, guess what? We're throwing the ball to him. Right. Exactly. Um, The receivers there, they have T.Y. still. Don't know how I feel about T.Y. at this point. Uh, he made his money getting deep balls from Andrew Luck. And Philip Rivers has a noodle for an arm. So, we'll see on T.Y. Don't know. Yeah, I, I think this probably hurts him quite a bit. I almost feel like they bring in a guy yet. Yeah, I do too. Um, probably they have, the draft. Funches, Funches is gone. And last year they went out and got Funches. So, yeah. they clearly wanted that second receiver out there on the outside. They drafted Campbell, who was hurt all year. But he he's not really a... He's not an X. He's not going to go stretch the field outside and win routes outside. He's going to be your gadget guy running around over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, Paris Campbell's a guy to keep an eye on because he's going to get, he could be that guy that gets the, the, the checkdowns, honestly. Yeah. They and let, you can't go walk. down. I mean, you put him in motion and Philip Rivers doesn't know what else to do to get it down the field because he can't get it downfield because he has a new for an arm. What does he do? Throw it to the flat to the guy in motion. So Paris Campbell was a guy to keep an eye on right now. Mm-hmm. We'll move on from Philip Rivers. The next one is a very uh, low-profile one. I felt like putting it in here because he was on some rosters last year. At least I picked him up in one league, I think. Demir Bird went to the Patriots on a one-year deal. Not much to talk about. Just thought about putting it in there. We'll move on. Tom Brady. The big fish in this uh, free agency, mostly just because he's a quarterback and the GOAT. And he's Tom uh, Brady. He's the GOAT. Uh, he got two years, $50 million to play for the Buccaneers. And we have a Buccaneers fan in this league, so... And I've talked to him about it. He is ecstatic. As he should be, because the Buccaneers are all of a sudden... I, I think they're pretty strong contenders. Yeah. They yeah, had they can... a their their defense last year was no joke. Honestly, they had right. like one of the top on defenses. They have a pretty young secondary. They could use some help at safety, I guess. Um, but they're they have Bunting, they have Carl da- Carlton Davis, and they have uh, Jamil Dean. So that defense is no no joke. Yeah, and Shaquille Barrett and secondary even. Well, and their yeah, their front seven is really good. They got mm-hmm. Barrett Vea. Pierre Paul. Yeah. Uh, Devin. They got a good front seven. They, they stuffed the run really well last year. Yeah. Uh, and you add Tom Brady in there, they're going to, I think they got, they're going to make some noise. They could still use that running back, but this draft is going to be chock full of them. And at this point, there's not a ton of places for them to go. So Tampa could get one at a discount at this point. Yeah. Yep. Um, the receivers, we'll talk about them, the impact. Um, I think Chris Godwin, they of course have Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans and OJ Howard at tight end. Um, Chris Godwin, I think will stay pretty consistent. He plays in the slot a lot. Not saying that he's going to be that, like that, like over Tom Brady's career, he's loved the slot. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be that. Slot guy that gets 100 targets or 200 targets or whatever. I don't know. A lot of Edelman. 
Right. I'm not saying he's going to get all those targets and play exclusively in the slot, but I think he stays very consistent in what Bruce Arians will try and do. With Mike Evans, though, I think this could take a big hit because Tom Brady doesn't throw the deep ball much anymore, and that's where Mike Evans was best. And last year, I mean, that offense... He had Jameis just chucking it all over the place. Yeah. He, got, he had a lot of yards and a lot of deep balls. So we'll see how that plays out for Mike Evans. I don't I think he takes a hit um, yeah. down boards. Um, yeah. OJ Howard also, though. Jeez. If, you know, last year. If it was he, ever his time. It's now not. is the time. Yes. Now is the time. But last year, couldn't figure it out don't know what it was he had a really good rookie year had an injury came back didn't do anything so you wonder if it's the offense or you wonder it was Jameis Tom Brady loves the tight end we all know that he made Rob Gronkowski okay Rob Gronkowski was really good but Rob Gronkowski probably became one of the best tight ends ever playing with Tom Brady yeah he also made Aaron Hernandez career so you weigh it out, who knows? Right. But yep. you got to think that O.J. Howard gets a significant bump from what he was at, at least. I mean, last year, if you're playing with him in a redraft, you're dropping him, like, week four. I oh, drafted yeah. him in a redraft, and I dropped him, like, immediately. Never even came on my radar again. Yep. So this is clearly a significant bump for him wherever that ends up. Uh, we'll move on from the GOAT. We'll go to a head scratching trip for a fourth round pick. And this is weird because um, Jacksonville was almost in the same situation as, they, as uh, Houston was with Brock Osweiler. Big contract with a guy that they didn't want to play. And for Houston to get rid of Brock, they had to give up a pick. They'd give a third round pick just to get rid of him. So, I don't know how Jacksonville managed to get a fourth-round pick out of this. R- Ryan Pace con- continues his offseason of uh, head-scratching moves because yeah. he signed Jimmy Graham to a lot of money yeah. and then took on Nick Foles for a lot of money. It's the Bears. Yes, and I love it. <laughs> Anything to make them worse Go because that, a couple years ago, their defense was just unreal. Yeah, that's true. But it's crazy how fast they just kind of fell off. Because of Mitch Trubisky. Fine by me. Never been a Mitch Trubisky guy. And this is obviously not a good sign for Mitch Trubisky in fantasy because he is going to be on a... If he he gets the starting job, he's going to be on a leash that barely extends past past my arm. Yeah. Because he... I mean, they just paid... I'll up their nose for a guy that isn't even hasn't hasn't been that good the last year. So yeah, yeah of all the quarterbacks you go trade for. Right. You got Cam out there, you got Dalton out there, but they went and got Nick Foles, so Mitch is gonna be on a really short leash and yeah. it'll come here. So We'll move on from the Nick Foles head scratcher and we'll go to Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley 
in a surprising move, I guess. This one had uh, to hurt. Rams front office, I bet it had to hurt. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't... Even Todd Gurley put out on Twitter that it was strictly business, nothing personal. So he understood it, but it was a move that kind of had to happen, I guess. They had to they had to cut Todd Gurley and get him off the books before they were due $10 million to him. Yep. I don't know how much of that was guaranteed. That's just kind of what I saw in the reports. Uh, but he went out and the next morning signed with Atlanta for one year, $5 million. Pretty cheap for a guy of his caliber. I like that, though. Going home. I do. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it was an empty backfield, so it was great for him in fantasy. But I definitely think they draft a guy yet. But yeah, I do too. Yeah, they've been in. They, they, at the combine, they were very interested in Cam Akers. Right. So we'll see on that Cam Akers if he gets drafted by Atlanta. I will be sad because he's not going to start for at least a year. Oh, I, I don't and, think I would be. I, I feel like you're perfectly safe. I mean, yeah, you might not get the production for a year, but I know. But I he'll, saw he'll some the other day. I saw a tweet the other day. It mentioned <clears throat> it was, I think it was Vikings sign Latavius Murray, draft Elvin Cook, Browns sign Carlos Hyde, draft Nick Chubb, and there was another one. Is a top running back now, where they brought in a free agent and then this kid took over. Oh, and Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. So yeah, that's true. I Same with. Like, uh, Joe Mixon, I remember yeah. he kind of he he was kind of overlooked because they had Geo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like it's becoming very common for teams to have a little bit, bring in an older back for a year, or already have an older guy and draft a guy and give him a year and then let him explode. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, but for this year, you got Todd Gurley will be on the Falcons. Yeah. Dirk Cutter's struggles with running backs production is very well documented. If you go back, he's never had a ton of success with them. Last year, couldn't get Devonta Freeman going. He couldn't stay healthy. Didn't have a ton to work with outside of Freeman either. But you go back to Tampa, Ron Jones was drafted there and was just bad. Yeah. And then um, going back to Atlanta again before Tampa, um, Freeman uh, blew up the league with Kyle Shanahan and then Dirk Cutter came in and everybody was like, what the heck? Who is this guy? So we'll see with that, what happens in Atlanta yeah. with Todd Gurley. Yep. Should still, I mean, they don't have anybody else. So Todd Gurley is going to get his, his touches. I did see today though. They were, it came out that Atlanta figured out his knee is not any better than it was when it first came out that he had arthritis last year. Not any better, you mean? <clears throat> not any not better. Any better yeah. or not any worse. Not any better. Wow. So that's that could be something to keep an eye on if he's. I mean, did they expect it to get better a year later with I don't putting know. on touches? I, I, I don't know. know. All right. Well, we'll move on to Melvin Gordon getting a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal with the Denver Broncos. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you own so you own Lindsey and Freeman here. Yes. And so now, now you got to now you got to take the L or I mean, I'll, I'll sit on him 
because I don't imagine Gordon sticks around too long. Too year. I don't know. It's I'm just bad sure for fantasy football. With the guaranteed money. It kills two potentially decent running backs this year. It does. Everybody was high on Lindsey. Nobody was real high on Gordon, though, but they're like, wherever he signs, you'll draft him because he'll beat the guy. Now you can't draft either of them because, I mean, <laughs> who's, whose job is it going to be and who's going to split? I, I mean, I was kind of thinking, you know, it's a two-year deal, $16 million, Maybe it's only like 10, 8 to 10 guaranteed. He got 13 guaranteed. So he's going to get eight this year, oh. and then he's still going to have five and a half on the books next year. So they're not going to be able to cut him. So he's going to be there for two years. So were they just not convinced with Phil Lindsay or what? Because he's had two 1,000-yard seasons. So, like... Yeah. Well, if you're yeah, Phil Lindsay, imagine Phil Lindsay right now. Undrafted Phil... kid. He comes yeah. in, sets the world on fire. People love him. 1,000-yard season, rookie year. And they're like, can he do it again? Sure enough. Sophomore season, 1,000 yards again. What do they do? Bring in an Bring old, in a free agent. And, uh, yeah. I don't get it. I'm sure he's frustrated. Unfortunately, I don't think... I think he becomes the B here. I think I don't think they change a ton about the, the uh, substitutions. It's it's Gordon and Lindsay instead of Lindsay and Freeman. So I think um, the way I see it is Lindsay can stay. Well, Lindsay will take a hit a little bit, but Freeman is yeah. just about dead, unfortunately. Because uh, yeah. he he came up and had a. I mean, I think they were were they drafted in the same year? Well, they've been not drafted. They drafted Freeman in the third round and signed Lindsay UDFA. What's that? Oh, shoot. I think we're losing connection. Still there? Yeah. 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 So, and Lindsay. Hello? I think I'm. I think I'm losing some connection here. Um. Hello. I don't know. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. I think you're back now. Perfect. All right. I think I lost you for a little bit in there. Sorry about that. But we are working through the quarantine. Right. This whole internet thing. I'm stuck in my basement. The only place I could get somewhere that's not echoey um we'll move on here from uh melvin gordon head to emmanuel sanders two-year 16 million dollar deal with the saints i think it's a good deal for both sides that Uh, one's more exciting saints get saints get uh another receiver that they desperately needed thomas is obviously a beast but he was basically the only guy getting targets there so this will kind of free up free up the whole offense for everybody getting that one guy. Um, they still might draft a guy because Sanders, Sanders is um, he's he's up there in age. It's a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal. I'm not sure what his uh, uh, guaranteed money is, 
if it's somewhere in the range again of eight to ten, they will probably cut him next year. Um, if it's above that, um, but for in terms of the offense, I think it it'll elevate. I mean, you can't really elevate Michael Thomas beyond what he is because he is like at the top right now. Uh, but it'll it'll elevate guys like Jared Cook, who is going to get some more room to run and at least I think that's that's kind of how I took it it might it might hurt him because it might take away some targets I guess I don't know but in terms of space to work I guess it'll help him and then Traquan Smith Traquan Smith is dead pretty close sorry if you're a Traquan Smith fan or you own Traquan Smith but Traquan Smith is probably dead Moving on again here, we got just a couple more. Nelson Aguilar signed a one-year deal with the Raiders. Okay. <laughs> yep. Love it. Mr. Drops himself. Got your hands. Oh, he's as fast. I saw it today uh, on Twitter. Pro Football Focus put out he was the 111th ranked wide receiver out of 120 last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's not good. No, he's athletic. He's fast. He's nimble. He's agile, but he's not. not a, I just don't think he's that great of a receiver. But, okay. Where he fits in that offense is very. It's kind of a low risk, low reward thing with him. Uh, moving on, the last one here was just today. Laquan Treadwell, not any fantasy implications, but somebody signed Laquan Treadwell. R.I.P. R.I.P. You know, I I wouldn't mind seeing him back in Minnesota. I think he's fine. Uh, he had a lot of bad drops in big moments, and that was very disappointing. But there were times where you watch him run a route, and that was kind of his downfall he played so slow there are times where you watched him run around he goes oh yeah that's a lot better than he used to be so i went to mind seeing him back but he's gonna move on go probably be the three or four for atlanta mm-hmm. the the amount of money wasn't even mentioned so who knows if he'll even make the team um and that's all of them that was a lot that was just a who couple days worth <laughs> Yeah, that was just back to I think like Wednesday. Yeah. Do you think who do you think is let's do like most overrated, most underrated. Who do you think is the most overrated signing? Or trade. Either or. Um overrated train trading or signing. I can go first, too. I, I want to say, I mean, I hope it's wrong, but Ryan Tannehill got a ton of money. And he has not proved it that many times. Interesting. I, I hope I hope he does well. Because he's, he's a good guy. I love him as a guy. I liked him on the Dolphins. But I... And yeah, I don't... I'd probably call the Melvin Gordon one. Because it's a big name, and it's just going to hurt implications for both him and Lindsay I just yeah 
Which True. which one are you thinking? Most overrated? Well, the one that jumps off the page is Jimmy Graham. It's a oh, disgusting yeah. sign. But that's kind of whenever it looks at it, and that's a terrible signing anyway. So it's not even overrated. Um, overrated. Some people might get excited and overpay outside of this league, of course. I don't know. For Jordan Howard. I think they add somebody else to be in that offense. Yeah. So that might be one of the more overrated signings. But they did need a running back. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know, where else to go with overrated. Who's your most, who do you think is your most underrated signing? This, this one's more fun. I'm going to go with Jordan Howard. <laughs> You just called him the most overrated <laughs> signing, but you know, there we go. I mean, okay, I wouldn't, well. I wouldn't call myself a Jordan Howard truther by any means. I owned him in the Bears, and it was it was fun for a year, and then he kind of just became what he was going to be. Like he last year, he was fine with the Eagles, even with guys pushing and pushing and pushing him out of the job. He continued. I mean, he didn't put up 100 yards or anything. I don't think he did once. He had, but, yeah, he did. He had one big night oh, against, against the Packers. Day, right? yeah. He had like two touchdowns and like 150 total yards or something. But other than that, he scored touchdowns. Yeah, and like that. That's dude. kind of just that's what he is. And in Miami, even if they bring in a rookie, he's still going to be the seasoned vet that they're going to give the ball to. If you figure they bring in Tua, so you got a rookie quarterback, you got a rookie running back, probably. What would it hurt to give Jordan Howard a decent amount of touches in that first year? Yep, I guess that's fair. I guess you're just way much more in tune with running backs than I am today. <laughs> um, Who's your underrated? Me, thing? Uh, most underrated, uh, like Jarwin. Definitely a guy that could he could elevate this year. Kind of kind of has that Tyler Higby um, backstory to him. Yeah, he kind of came in the league and kind of sat behind some guys, and now he's going to be elevated to go produce. So they paid him some decent money, so they're banking on him. Gave him six million a year. Yeah. Um. I think that is well we still got still got okay I guess we got some more guys that we're still waiting on that we're still waiting to see where they're gonna go Robbie Anderson's a guy monitor yeah Robbie Anderson's a guy that I think could have an impact once he eventually signs you got Prashad Perryman there James Winston Devonta Freeman those guys obviously could make impacts Wherever they sign right. this year Let's or see next. where Jameis ends up. Yeah. Talks about him ended up being a backup, which would be sad because I don't want to miss out on the Jameis Winston experience number two. <laughs> the first one was so fun. 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. You don't see that every day. Yeah. But even if he ends know, up as a backup, got... it'll be somewhere where he'll be a starter. Two years from now. Yeah, I don't think James Winston has done this league by any means. No. 
He just got LASIK for crying out loud. He's finally going to be good. I was actually going to have a shot. Yeah. Where do you think Winston's going to sign? Oh, man. I still think the Chargers are legit. Um, Location, I know they've kind of said Tyrod's their guy, but I don't know. If the market doesn't heat up for Winston, what can it hurt? (laughs) Or I've heard heard Pittsburgh, and I do like that. You give him Juju, you give him Deontay Johnson. I like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I would agree with both of those. But L.A., I don't know how they're going to roll with Tyrod Taylor into a new stadium. They can't get fans in the first place. How are you going to expect fans to show up and get excited about Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, just bring in Jameis. Jameis on a one-year prove-it deal would put a lot more fans in that stadium. Yeah. It would be a lot better for that team because they are built to win. Yeah, and just bring him in. That would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense to me. That's what I thought originally. When I I heard Tom Brady might go there, I was like, just bring in Jameis. And they, yeah. they'd be like contenders right. with the receivers. Right. They, yeah. And yeah, you don't want, like if you have Mike Williams out there catching deep balls from Winston, granted he had Mike Evans before, but yeah. Mike Williams would be a dude. Tampa Bay scored a ton of points last year. And yeah, because they had to. Yeah. <laughs> but the Chargers defense is good. Yeah, I've heard talks. True. I've heard talks. They want to get, I think Isaiah Simmons at the top. So then you throw in, like I figured they had to take, had to be thinking Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, they were thinking defense the last that I saw. Interesting. Which would, if they bring in Jameis, they could not have to worry about a quarterback. Go defense, and then make that defense even better. <laughs> yeah, I. Mm-hmm. I think it makes all the sense for them. <clears throat> I don't know what they're waiting for. Okay, guys, we got the number waiting on. TJ mentioned Robbie Anderson, Bashad Perriman, Devonta Freeman. Carlos Hyde is still out there. Could end up. It'd be fantasy relevant. Devin Funches, blech. Jordan Allison, blech. Jordan Reed and Delaney Walker, end of their careers. But they could have fantasy implications later this year. So, guys, to just monitor. Yep, never know. And yeah. And this ran really long, so we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, I did. Wow. <laughs> well, hopefully we're gonna wrap this up to it on a night where you have nothing going on and you are quarantined or right. just... to all these to all you that aren't working right now and are in your house all day, you know, throw it on while you're going through your closets or something. Who knows? Yep. We're all inside. We're all doing nothing. Pretty close. All of us. Except you, you're going to work, but you're... I'm going to work. <laughs> I just because you're from a small town. Yes. But anyway, we'll wrap it up tonight. Stay safe out there. Don't go out. Wash your hands. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Sanitize. Sanitize. Don't touch your face. I think that's it. And enjoy your football. And enjoy your football. Can't forget about that. Y'all.
All right, we'll see you guys.